Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne bringing you another cryptocurrency podcast. Today's episode brought to us by CoinShares Club, mobile private key wallet, and point of sale solution, helping to make crypto safe, easy, and overall process more efficient while costing less, helping to make crypto mainstream. Also brought to us by Cryptocurrent Conference. It's going to be held in New Orleans, March 14th and 15th. The first crypto and blockchain conference in New Orleans for 2019. You can get your tickets today at www.crypto-currentconf.co. All right, let's jump in today's episode. Been a few days since we recorded. I wanted to kind of look at what's going on and trying to pick a topic for today. And really, you know, mass adoption is the ultimate end goal for cryptocurrency. Uh, for those those that are enthusiasts that, that see what's going on and see what this technology can bring. So adoption is the key. So I want to look at some things that are happening, things around the news that are going to kind of point us towards that mass adoption. You know, and that, that's really what, what we're going to focus on today. So, um, you know, the Cambridge Center had done, a, done an article, done some research they published last year, probably third quarter of last year. Said that the number of verified users of cryptocurrencies almost doubled in the first three quarters of the year, rising from 18 million to 35 million, you know, of 2018. So, uh, you know, just showing what's happening in crypto, a lot more people are jumping in, you know. And this was remember we're in a down, we were in a downtrend, right? So people are jumping in, and I think as opposed to 2017, where we saw a lot of hype, a lot of speculation, and a big shoot up in the price action, what's happening in 2018? is the people that are jumping in, you know, they're a little more cautious, they're a little more hesitant, but they also see the future where this is going. So they're not, you know, it's not as much of a get rich quick scheme as it is um, seeing that this is a viable technology that could revolutionize the world, just like the internet did back in the 90s, right? So just last week in Miami at the, the North American Bitcoin Conference, Kevin Connolly, an actor from the HBO series Entourage, announced a new television show. It's going to be called Cryptos. Now, um, it's under development, and Connolly hopes the new show is going to help uh, everyone understand the innovative cryptocurrency ecosystem. Connolly is very pro-Bitcoin, pro-crypto, um, really sees this space just as many of us do, or, or many of us that have been looking at crypto for a while now and see what's happening. Um, so having a show around it, uh, it is very interesting. So the story, the plot line, follows a young startup trying to launch a cryptocurrency-fueled entertainment platform. Series is going to feature Kevin Connolly, who is known as Eric E. Murphy and Entourage. Connolly also agreed to direct the cryptocurrency-focused show uh, episode. So the producers are hoping the show will be picked up by major streaming platforms like Amazon Prime and Netflix. You know, reading a little bit more about it, you know, they go on to say that they're they're really looking. You know, the, the plot line is about around some out down and out actors, uh, kind of like some washed out actors that are looking to revolutionize revolutionize and turn the entertainment industry up on its end by focusing on a crypto and blockchain theme. So can't wait for this thing to come out, see what happens. Probably be a little while before it comes out, but definitely a story that I'm following. And you know, that that's just one thing. When you, when you think of shows like that, that go mainstream, it's going to pique a lot more people's interest. And that's really the first part, you know, people get interested and then a lot of people ridicule or, or push it away or dismiss it. But what you have is, Eventually, you see slow adoption uh, just through things like this, just different things that come out that make it more and more mainstream. And eventually, you hit that tipping point where the masses move towards crypto. And that is what we're looking at. That's what I'm trying to you know, see what's going to happen. As you'll see in the next couple of uh, bits that I've prepared for this piece, 
uh, different people have different opinions as far as when that's going to happen. But, you know, for everyone, it's not necessarily a, if it will happen, but a when, when will it happen? And that's really what we're looking at. So no, according to BitPay CEO, mass adoption of crypto is about three to five years away. Um, you know, he says further use adoption will push the price higher. And if history is any guide, we'll see new all time highs in regard to cryptocurrency prices. He's expecting, say, in three to five years until you can go into a restaurant, retail establishment, and just everybody's going to expect that the store be able to accept a blockchain payment. Um, so that's where Bit, BitPay CEO goes. And, and BitPay, just a little insight if you're not familiar with BitPay. BitPay is a crypto wallet and credit card that allows you to pay with crypto. So you can move crypto to your wallet on your BitPay and use it to, you know, whenever you swipe a card anywhere uh, where, say, Visa or MasterCard is accepted depending on what card you have. BitPay is one of them. There's several other crypto cards out there, but BitPay is by far the biggest one that's out there right now. Now, according to the CEO of Binance, Changping Zhao, or CZ as he goes by, he's saying that efforts are going to trickle down to bring good tidings in 2019. So he's saying his sole view, 2019 will be the year cryptos finally achieve true mass adoption. So, you know, and, and it's not like he said this a long time ago, guys. This was he actually said this a few weeks ago. So he's a little bit more optimistic on what 2019 will bring. And I'll tell you what we saw in 2018 was many, many, many projects being launched, being built. Um, you know, 2017 was the year of hype and price speculation. But all of those projects that were hyped about, well, not all of them, but many of the ones that were hyped about in 2017, the legitimate ones are coming to fruition. They're getting launched, getting implemented. We're seeing other programs to help take crypto mainstream. And, you, you know, if you've listened for a while or go back to some of my past episodes, you see I really applaud anything that brings crypto mainstream. Uh, and I'll talk a little bit more, more about that after I move on from Binance, talking about what Binance has done. But they've done some huge things in 2018 to try to help move things forward. So Binance expansions recently, if you go to Binance's website, they have Binance Launchpad. It's a token launch platform, which they say is for transformative projects. Now, they're currently featuring BitTorrent, which is the BitTorrent token. It's supposed to be airdropped to Tron holders soon, and Binance has already come out ahead announcing that they will support the airdrop. Uh, so that's one that we see coming. Binance launched a, a platform called Binance Charity. It raises crypto uh, for different charities, and also it will direct all listing fees that they collect um, to, you know, to charities. So any fees they receive in crypto for listing a crypto on their excuse me, on their exchange, they will donate that to the, to the crypto, to the Binance charity platform. Now, granted, this came after they got some heat from uh, several people claiming that they were, you know, trying to exploit different projects for, for uh, prices to li list their cryptocurrencies on Binance's exchange. Um, but now, you know, CZ kind of responded to that with a more transparent listing process and also that, the funds collected for that will be going to a charity. Um, they also launched Binance Academy for education. If you go in there, you can learn more about crypto. Um, they offer now, Binance offered an OTC trading program now, and they even have a beginner's guide on how to use their exchange uh, within their website. So trying to help people make the process not so hard. Uh, they also launched a recently a crypto to fiat exchange which is mainly for Europe, which is for the, um, the British pound, the GBP, and the euro. Uh, so that, that's really what's, what's happened 
with Binance. So they are taking their own steps to help make crypto more mainstream uh, from everything people are calling for, anywhere from education to also working on a decentralized platform as well. <laughs> now Coinbase, Coinbase also released an education pro program that actually pays you to learn about crypto. Now this thing launched not too long ago, but I get to get a chance to check it out, participate in it. It's called Coinbase Earn, and Coinbase Earn rolled out with, with currently uh, short lessons on the 0x cryptocurrency. Basically, you take three different short lessons, answer a couple questions at the end of each video, and each video they will pay you a dollar worth of 0x. Now, 0x, I think it's trading right now around 31 cents, um, but it could be some huge upside for that if you really understand how the 0x protocol works. Uh, so those are the first three. Uh, got $3 worth of 0x and waiting on many more to come. There's also a tab showing that there's going to be more advanced trainings coming soon, but it's more their part of educating people on how crypto works and what crypto is all about and what different projects mean for crypto. So Coinbase has been working on that. So we've seen that happen a lot lately. Um, another huge role that's going to be pushing mass adoption forward is instant exchange services and crypto payment gateways. Uh, so, you know, really, there, there's quite a few apps out there, and, and you know, in some of the crypto community will give a lot of these projects uh, a lot of slack because they'll catch a lot of slack because um, it is a centralized point of exchange. In other words, you don't hold your private keys. And you know, I talked a little bit about that when I talked about different wallets to have. Um, but let's face it, not everybody is ready or mature enough to have their own private keys. Now, what that means is when you have your private keys, you own. You truly own your crypto, right? You have the private keys to it. You have the backup seeds to where if you lose your password, you better have that backup seed, that backup key, because you can't call customer service and say, hey, I lost my crypto. Or if you store it somewhere that's vulnerable, like on an electronic device and someone, say, hacks it, say you store it in your email and someone hacks into your email and steals your private keys, there, there's no customer service you can call to get that crypto back, right? You become the bank. You, you so you need to have a secure vault. You need to make sure you handle that. And not everybody's ready for that. Just like we all have friends. Like if you had a certain, you know, large amount of money, there are certain friends you wouldn't ask to watch that for you, right? Because they're not ready for it. So different platforms will give you different abilities of control, but we need all aspects because some people want it to be easy, right? Think about your Venmo, right? And I'm going to talk in a little while about some apps that are similar to Venmo, but for crypto. Right. It makes it easy. Sure. You may not hold your private keys, but you're not sending thousands or millions of dollars. You may be buying five to dollars at a time or sending someone crypto for, for services rendered. And you're not really that worried about, you know, protecting private keys uh, if you're on an exchange. Because, I mean, obviously anything you have, say, on Venmo or PayPal also could easily be, you know, taken away. So, um now, Changely is one that just, just came out. They contribute to mass adoption by bringing crypto payment option <clears throat> to one of the biggest payment gateways, coin payments. And, you know, that's kind of where mass adoption can happen. So, uh, you know, thanks to this cooperation, users have the opportunity to buy goods from thousands of stores with more than 100 different cryptocurrencies. You can also download the API if you're a retailer that wants to accept crypto payments, which allow you to accept crypto for payments through Changely. Now, our sponsor, which I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Coincierge Club, they created a point-of-sale solution and a mobile uh, private key wallet for your phone to interface together that way. And right now, your main acceptance is out in the Las Vegas area, but this project is going to scale 
uh, in the near future to a large, larger, uh, larger area, um, cut, you know, nationwide, worldwide that, you know, they got big plans for this project. But when I was in Vegas, I was able to go in and we were, we were in a couple of different places and I was able to just have my concierge clubs on my wallet on my phone. And when I, you know, when I went to pay for something, whether it was buying a beer, paying, you know, paying for something else, I was able to just scan that point of sale solution QR code on an Android device at the, at the retailer had and payment was accepted straight through there. So coin edge club is something that allows, you know, point of sale solution along crypto payments on an Android interface. Uh, as far as the, the uh, point of sale solution. <coughs> now other apps that, that are working on things. So Abra and Dropbit uh, allow you to send cash or crypto using phone numbers, just like Venmo is just like you can search someone uh, through Venmo and send them uh, money, right? So you can find them on there, send them money. You can do the same thing in Abra and Dropbit. Uh, and I've tested out both of those. They work, both work pretty good to where you can send crypto to people uh, just like that. So if you want to pay, pay someone for some, maybe somebody, you know, someone bought you just picking up dinner for you and you got to pay them back and maybe it's 20 bucks and you say, hey, you accept Bitcoin, send them $20 of Bitcoin, right? If they're not into crypto, teach them. If they don't need the money right away, that's a good way to get people in the crypto is to ask them, hey, do you accept, you know, can I pay you in crypto? And that may be their start. It may be the first time they ever hold a Bitcoin, hold some Bitcoin or anything, but it's something that can help make it go mainstream. Another thing that happened recently, I mean, we've been seeing a big rise in crypto ATMs. Uh, there's a project I'll be working on this year to really get a lot more crypto ATMs out into uh, the marketplace. But Coinstore had an announcement where when you go to turn in your coins, you can you can uh, take take that coins instead of converting it to cash or to gift cards, you can also get Bitcoin, right? So it, in essence, turned it into uh, mass, you know, a, a bunch of Bitcoin terminals. Uh, throughout the country because we have coin stores or in many, many, many grocery stores. Um, and, you know, there's been some, some other news articles. One of them I shared on the page where there's some, there's some, they're catching some slack as well because they have kind of some extreme KYC. It's not instant. It's not like as soon as you put the money in, you get the, you know, you get the Bitcoin the first time it takes, it's a little bit of a process, but it is a movement towards mass adoption. Even people that are maybe at a coin star machine turning in some coins to get some cash or to get a gift card. Um, they may not even choose Bitcoin, but just seeing it on the machine plants it in, plants that seed in their head that we're moving towards mass adoption. Uh, another thing we saw today. So um, Samsung, this was kind of a leak, not really confirmed, but a sound insider with Samsung uh, leaked some screenshots of a Samsung, which supposedly is a S 10 galaxy S 10, which is supposed to come out <coughs> excuse me, next month where it actually has a wallet. Um, a Bitcoin, a crypto wallet built into it uh, that will allow you to import assets into your Galaxy S10. So basically like a cold storage wallet um, for crypto built into the Samsung Galaxy S10. Now, that's not the first time we hear this leak, but it is the first time we see uh, a screenshot showing, uh, you know, ha having that, that option. Um, yeah, there's a lot more things that need to happen. Many people say more institutional investors need to come in. We've obviously seen a lot of that happening uh, with a lot of platforms being built for crypto. I mean, Fidelity uh, created a company called Fidelity Digital Assets, which Fidelity holds uh, trillions of dollars of, of regular assets. They're getting into the crypto space, right? Um, ICE, the company that owns the New York Stock Exchange, is launching, launching the BAC platform. Now, BAC is supposed to be coming out later this month, may be delayed due to the fact that the government shutdown is still going on. 
it's hard to get any final approvals if the government's not working. I mean, hell, let's face it, the government doesn't work that much anyway, but you need someone there to make an approval. In fact, ETFs, many people say we need ETFs to be approved for crypto to become more mainstream, to bring a lot more trading volume to Bitcoin. We're also expecting a Van Eck ETF decision soon. Today, they announced they withdrew their ETF application. Now, at first sight, that may seem like something that would just send the price of Bitcoin spiraling or many people panicking um, because for why are they withdrawing? But it's really quite simple. A couple of reasons. One, they're looking to explore the option of, of, of doing more than one crypto ETF. But also, um, at, with the deadline approaching, if the government was still in shutdown, they could have received a blanket denial from the SEC without any kind of consideration. So without, you know, to be cautious and not have that happen, they withdrew the application. I'm sure you'll see it get submitted again as soon as we get, you know, see, get that whole situation resolved in Washington, D.C. Um, there's also a shopping app that launched over the weekend, and it's still in a larger beta phase. And without going into too much into detail, because I actually got a chance to test it today, um, it's basically a free a shopping app that gives you the ability to purchase, make purchases, and different retailers give you different discounts when you purchase through their app uh, in the store. You know, basically, the app instantly buys you a gift card for whatever the amount of the purchase is, and depending on the retailer, you get a certain percent off. And that company is also working to incorporate crypto rewards on the back end of that to where you can get rewards in particular cryptos that they've been testing. And then, uh, so whenever you go to pay at other places, you can choose to either pay from, you know, the credit card you have linked to the app or pay with the crypto that you have in your wallet. So another project that could be bringing a lot more people to use crypto. Um, and that's one thing where it could be there and people may not even realize it's crypto. And that's when we're moving closer to mass adoption. Whenever people are using crypto and they're not really, not even really realizing that they're using crypto is when you could see another move towards, you know, what we consider mass adoption. Um, you know, a couple other things that uh, can lead to mass adoption. So non-fungible tokens, right? So I've, I've done a whole episode on this. If you haven't seen it, go back and find that episode, but non-fungible tokens as collectibles. And, and I mentioned a couple that I tested with whenever I was doing research for that podcast episode. Uh, both CryptoKitties, which CryptoKitties was the first <coughs> platform built on Ethereum with non-fungible tokens that really helped to draw a lot of attention to the space. I mean, let's face it, we saw a digital cat sell for upwards of $100,000 worth of Ethereum uh, back in uh, December 2017. <laughs> That's when the market was high. Um, but also Major League MLB Crypto, which is digital bobbleheads that are actually Ethereum ERC-721 non-fungible tokens. Now, all non-fungible tokens mean is that it can only be exchanged for the full amount. You can't buy half of a token. Um, it's only sold and hold, and there's a little bit more to non-fungible tokens, but just to kind of give you a, a surface-level overview of what we're talking about in this aspect, and there's actually exchanges out there, platforms, to where you can hold these collectible tokens in your Ethereum wallet. They could be, you know, you could buy a crypto kitty. You could buy, uh, there's other thing collectibles that are out there now. There's the, the baseball digital Bible heads. Uh, and then there's also a lot of, uh, you know, ERC 721 non-fungible tokens that are being used for, to purchase different assets in different games or weapons in different games, or in some cases, uh, trading card, digital trading cards that kind of look like the magic cards that used to be traded back in the day. So non-fungible tokens, another one, uh, the barrier to get in, you know, once you understand crypto, it still can be a little confusing as to, okay, what kind of wallet do I need? Where do I need to go to buy it? 
And then where can I use it or what can, you know, what can I do to see it? So there's some different barriers to get into that, um, which is something I think we'll see be a process be made a little bit easier on Zoom when someone can easily say pay cash or link a card to buy uh, an ERC721 to an Ethereum token, or it could be, you know, non-fungible tokens can also be on the Tron network, on the EOS network, and there's a few others uh, as well. But just to be able to, to pay for it without having to jump through all the hurdles, that's when we're going to move closer to mass adoption. Think about it. people have been, you know, collecting, collect all these, these rare collectibles for years, for centuries, for ages, right? Goes back from antiques to baseball cards. Uh, but now imagine all that going digital um, to where you can have each individual token be like a unique asset on the blockchain where there's a limited number. You create scarcity into any kind of collectible, and that's where you get value. Um, so that, that's another thing that I think is going to help make crypto mainstream. And finally, the last note I put on here was getting paid in crypto for work. Now, sure, there's a lot of crypto companies out there that are paying. Um, you have a lot of people that maybe it's not their full-time job, so they're not looking to get paid in cash, right? And, you know, it's kind of a joke when I talk to crypto people and they talk about a uh, job versus a project they're working on, you know, their job pays them in fiat currency. Uh, so they'll, they'll refer to that as their fiat job and they'll refer to the crypto job as just that, the crypto job, uh, because they're getting paid crypto because they see the future where this thing is going. You know, you pay me in crypto and maybe we're launching a project that's a few pennies right now, but it could be worth a lot more. That doesn't necessarily need, mean you need to know how to code or, or build a blockchain, right? There's many different avenues you can do to get involved with companies. And I think you're going to see a lot more companies over the next year offer to pay, um, especially, you know, part-time or freelance employees with crypto instead of cash. So a lot going on in the crypto space. Really wanted to talk about that. Um, market has been moving sideways for quite a while now. You know, whether uh, CZ from Binance is right and we're going to see mass adoption this year, or the BitP BitPay CEO is right and we're going to see it in three to five years from now. Either way, we know it's coming. So we're doing our part just to get ready and educate the masses. That's another thing. The final thing that it's going to take to get us to mass adoption is education. That's why I wrote the book that I put, that I put out there for sale on Amazon. That's why I do this podcast under the same name, From No Crypto to No Crypto. And I've also seen quite a few people, you know, just yesterday I had a conversation with two other people that are building education platforms, uh, whether it's for their own work or in one case, um, you know, working on a group project for a crypto education platform within a personal development and coaching program to where you can, you know, come into this program and while you can get coaching and learn about many other topics, you can also learn about crypto while you're there. So trying to bring it to the masses. Can I tell you, just when we announced it to that group, um, got tons and tons of interest. Everybody was pulling us on the side, asking questions about it, saying they wanted to learn more about it. So another another thing that can help bring it mainstream, but people have to understand it, right? When the internet first came out in the 90s, it was clunky. It was hard to figure out. It was, you know, it, it wasn't very good. And we saw different programs start to come out to make it easier, make it more mainstream. And then think about mass adoption, right? Now it just seems like it happened automatically. But if you lived it, it didn't. It, it was a clunky process. And that's what we're seeing happen with cryptocurrency and blockchain. So uh, I want to thank you for listening today. Uh, that is it for the episode. And we will catch you on the next episode.